Hi everyone, it's Trisha Farron and this is my gastric sleeve experience. Um, it's been tomorrow, will be six months since I had my gastric sleeve surgery and my life is so different now, I would have never guessed it. Um, I want to talk to you today about two things. One, I guess both about how my life is being led right now. One stems around eating and tracking and how to be a normal person. The other one is about love. Um, it's different now and it's all for the better. And I know that there's a lot of people who have trouble in the romance and relationship situation. Honestly, I don't get these people who get jealous or feel that they're not needed anymore. Um, I don't have that situation, but I'm kind of jumping the gun. Let me talk to you a little bit first about my stats. So literally I'm on day 189. Tomorrow will be six months, um, which is nuts. I can't believe six months have gone by. My high weight was 306. My surgery weight was 285. And my current weight is 224.2. And it has dipped into the 223, but it keeps teetering between 223 and 224. And that's kind of how life is right now with the, with my relationship with that stupid scale. It um it doesn't want to move in the same speed and capacity as it used to. But it continues to move. And that's all I want. I had all these ridiculously high goals of, you know, 15 pounds a month or this in this amount of time and I've come to realize it's just adding pressure unnecessarily. I continue to lose and I'm living my best life. So that's that's the best, right? I'm I would love for the scale to say the 150, which is my goal weight, but at what cost? Um I'm certainly not going to starve myself. I'm not going to eat unhealthily and I need to live like normal life. That whole period of preparing for surgery was not normal life. We did the things that the doctors told us to do or what our stomachs were telling us to do and and honestly what our Facebook groups and everything that kept saying oh I'm only taking a tablespoon and I'm full I don't know how that is if I only ate a tablespoon in a meal in a meal I'd be hungry um, I'm eating anywhere between 80 and 90 grams of protein a day I always 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 get my water in which is a minimum of 64 ounces I'm eating very 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 low carb but I've decided that no carb is no good and also pretty impossible. So I've added it in, but truly I eat it last. So this way I don't have room for it to, to gorge myself. I also feel like my taste buds have changed. Bread doesn't taste the same to me as it used to, neither does pure sugar. I find, I, I mean, I do honey, I do sweet, um, not sweet and low, I do Splenda. Um, and I do Trulia, uh, Truvia and um, monk fruit. And that's not because I'm purposefully looking for those things. I just happen to like some products that make use those products. And that's been working for me. Um, every once in a while, I'll have a hankering for something old-fashioned, true, true old-fashioned carb, true old-fashioned sweet. And I will have this much of it. And it's totally satisfying. Not at that moment. I would want to like... <laughs> But I don't, and when I walk away from it, I'm not sitting there thinking about it. Oh my God, I should have had that cupcake. I'm happy that I would have taken a spoonful of something and know that if I want it another time, I can do that and it doesn't upset what my program is. But the big thing that I've done, as crazy as it sounds, I've stopped tracking. 
I was a kind of crazy person when it came to tracking. I weighed my food. I measured cups, tablespoons, everything. I asked, how much did you put in there? How much? What's in there? What's in there? And I would document every single little thing. And it was making me very crazy because I wanted to do things like go out to eat in a restaurant or go to somebody's house and eat where I have no control. And to ask them to calculate with me or dictate all the items they did is ridiculous and very um, disturbing of like just the way life is. So I tried a test and I tried for two weeks of not recording. I also didn't step on the scale. It was dreadful. I mean... I'm really, I need the measurements, but I needed to know, I didn't want to see fluctuations in the scale that are a normal part of every week. I didn't want to associate that with tracking. So I said, let's go like a serious two week period and see what is this going to do? If I gain, I'll be annoyed, but then I know how to fix that. But I wanted to live life without tracking and it I lost weight. I want to say it was like two and a half pounds, which for two weeks is not a lot, but okay, I could live with that. If I lose a pound, a pound and a half to two every week or two, I'm going to reach my goal at some point and I'm living happy and I'm not being crazy or driving the people around me crazy. So it's been very nice. And now since I did that close to the time that I last recorded, so it's been a good four or five weeks that I've not been recording and I'm not gaining weight and I'm still losing weight and I feel very good about it. I know what a serving size looks like. I know how much it takes for me to eat in a day to get my protein in. Could I be shy a few days? Possibly, but I think I'm pretty much over. So I would think that the way that I've been doing it, I've been listening to my stomach. I know that gurgling that she makes means, okay, I got like one, maybe two bites left and then stop because if not, I'm going to have a stomachache. So I listen. I also don't eat if I'm not physically hungry. If I'm mentally hungry, I find something else to do. And I'm not going to lie. It is not easy every single time, but it's what I have to do because I don't ever, ever want to be where I was before. So I have to figure out a way of making this truly a lifestyle change. So that's what I'm doing. And it's been working. And I got to say, I'm so happy with that because it makes me feel like I don't, I'm not on a diet. It makes me feel like people are not watching what I'm eating or questioning what I'm doing. It also doesn't take 14 hours to make a meal because I'm not measuring. I'm kind of looking at it and saying, I know that if it's the palm size of my hand and it's turkey, I'm going to get a ton of protein from it. If it's fish, it's going to be a lot, lot less calories. If it's a piece of steak, I probably can't do a palm size piece of steak. It sits heavy on my stomach. So if I go to a restaurant, I'm not ordering the 12 ounce New York strip. I'm going to order the four ounce petite filet. Um, and I know that it's perfectly fine. <laughs> Anything that's extra, I give to my husband and he eats it. So, um, which that's a good segue into the next part of it. So my husband is a fit man. He has a belly every once in a while, but he literally looks at a basketball or um, his running shoes and he drops 15 pounds. And that has always been the case. He's also a muncher. I'll make a dinner, 20 minutes later, you hear the crackling of potato chips or he's looking in the refrigerator for something to munch on. It's maddening when I know that 
if I did that, oh my God, I'd be on the 600-pound line. So it's something that I've always had to know that he eats differently than I do and I cannot share in what he's doing, which has made that hard because prior to all this, food was an activity for us. And it was very hard to go along with what he's doing and know that I'm putting on the pounds and know that he is not thrilled with that. Um, we've had our moments. I've been married almost 32 years. And in that time period, we've had our discussions over weight and diet and health. And this is ridiculous. And you have to do something about this. Or, you know, you can stand to lose a few pounds. And the hurt feelings that go with it. And that part of your brain that says, I know, I know he's right. But the other part says, I don't want to hear this from him. I want him to love me for all of what I am, including my imperfections, even if those imperfections are really bad. And honestly, he, <laughs> I lucked out because I don't know if I would have been as tolerant had the tables turned. Um, I like the way he looks, and if he were to have gained what I gained, I don't think he would look the same, and I don't know if I would see him the same. And I don't know if I would have been nice to him in the way that he was nice to me or patient or tolerant the way he was with me. Now, some will say that that's enabling. And I agree. I do think that his interest to not fight with me led me to be okay with what I was doing, even though I knew I was overeating or eating the wrong things or, or eating too many times in the day and not compensating in activity. So... I don't want to fault him for being a nicer guy and not not giving me a more hard-hitting approach, but it did come out in other ways. He um he wasn't attentive. He's he wasn't loving. I know that it took a lot for him to touch me. I know it took a lot for him like he you can almost see it. He'd have to go to another place. Um, because quite frankly, I know that as big is beautiful, but you know what? I didn't feel beautiful. So if, if you don't feel beautiful and you don't feel sexy or attractive, it's very difficult to put that out there and, and act like a sexy woman when you feel like all you want to do is hide under the covers and put on a long pajama and turn off the lights and you know what? Just don't touch me because that makes me feel better to, I'd rather have you not touch me than touch me and know that. Maybe this is not what you want to do. So from that perspective, um, I lived a very long time not having the physical connection with my husband that I really wanted. And we kind of just faked it till you made it, you know, and we never made it. It was just our love life dwindled, dwindled, dwindled and became robotic and less frequent. Things are a little different now. He, um, he wants to touch me. <laughs> now, I'm still feeling that um, I don't want you to touch me because I've got flabby arms. I mean, look at this thing. You can push it in the wind. and I have a belly now that just hangs down because it's loose. And I feel like my legs are saggy. And sometimes I feel like my face is saggy. I've lost almost 83 pounds. And it's... It, physically different totally different I can move in ways I can bend in ways there's things I could wear there's so much so much different in my just my physicality but I also know what my imperfections are and 
I hate them. <laughs> and so to expose myself to him, knowing that I have these imperfections is still a barrier. But he's not also trying to figure out a way to make it work. I don't think he sees it at all. I'm getting good morning, beautiful texts. I haven't gotten that since we were dating. I mean, there wasn't text available. I'd get a call that he, and he would say beautiful things to me. But now I'm getting random little love notes and interest like he'll call me on his way home and ask to meet me in the bedroom when he gets home. And I've worn pretty lingerie and he loved it. He'll ask me if it's new. I'm not buying lingerie now until I'm at goal weight. I'm wearing stuff that I couldn't really wear before because I felt embarrassed. He thinks it's new because it fits differently on me. It's awesome when he touches the contours of my body and he goes, it's so much smaller. <laughs> it, it's just not something that we've been doing for years. So it's weird. Um, so much stuff. Like he's interested to see what clothes am I getting. Um, we had to go to a few formal things, weddings and such, and I had to get a formal dress. And he wanted to participate in that. That's bizarro land for me. That was nothing that, one, he wanted to do, two, that I would let him do. Buying clothes when you're a bazillion pounds, not something you want to share with your spouse. Because all you're going to show is, I can't fit this one because it's the wrong size and they don't have a bigger size and I'll have to try something different. Or you try 30 outfits on and walk out empty-handed. Very, very distressing. I don't do that anymore. We're sharing in stuff that is actually fun. Like, do you think that dress will look nice? Or what do you think of that sleeve? Or what do you like the red or the black? And he's not just, oh, whatever you want. He's like, let me see it. Oh, I really like this one, but can you do it in a different color? I mean, having a conversation about it. And then when I get the clothes, okay, try it on. Do model, sh you know, a, a, a show for me. Flabbergasted and so happy that this is a thing in my life right now. So when I go and have a bad day and think I want to eat more than I should or eat the wrong things, I think of the wonderful stuff that I'm feeling with my husband. And it really is a huge motivator to not do the wrong things. Or if you're gonna do the wrong things, do it this much and compensate with activity or do something else that's better for you. It really truly makes a difference. I've said it over and over, being on a diet is hard, but being fat is harder. And I don't want that kind of hard in my life. And honestly, I don't think that following this program is that hard anymore. The restrictions are minimal. Um, the unknown, you know, can I eat this? What's that? Should I, how do I make this interesting? All that's gone away because I've done the research and I've been living this life. And I've been following Facebook groups. I had a mentor. I followed what my my therapist was saying. Um, my friends have been so supportive. I mean, they're incredibly supportive. I've had a couple people, I would say, be less than supportive, but not be mean. Um, I've had a lot of positivity, and I'm not hiding the fact that I had the surgery. I'm telling anybody who asks or is curious. And I feel for me... This has been the best, best, best thing ever. I, I'm so happy to feel pretty 
and to walk up and down the steps without getting winded. I mean, I'm, I'm lugging groceries up the steps now, and I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but I used to like think about it. Well, if I time it right, my husband will be home, and then he can bring the bags home and in and then help me put things away. That's stupid. Now I just come home, and I, I mean, I Instacart. <laughs> but I still put the groceries away, and I still have to lug them up and down the steps. Um, but I don't care to do that. And it's so, so fun buying clothes that I never would have worn because, like, you don't wear that when you're heavy. You just don't because you look stupid. And I never, ever wanted to look stupid, but I look stupid every single day when I was sweating profusely because I literally stand, stood up for three minutes <laughs> and couldn't take it because my back was hurting and I had no chair to stand on, so I was looking for a wall to lean on. And then that was my life. That, that was my life every single day, multiple times a day. I don't do that now. I don't look for, I don't go into a room and say, where's the nearest chair or is there something I can lean on? I don't look at the staircase and go, when, when are we going to walk that and do I have a chance to catch my breath before I have to tackle it? I do stuff. I, I go out. Um, I see my friends. I drink. I dance. I do things that a normal person does in life. And I wouldn't have been able to do all that without the sleeve. I don't think I would have had the wherewithal to stay motivated, to not cheat. I mean, like, there's a limit to how much cheating I could do. My stomach says stop. And if I don't stop, I literally feel like I'm going to explode. So I never want that feeling. So I stop eating. I know when I look at my plate how much of it I'm going to be able to consume. And it's just wonderful. It's just, just wonderful. So I hope everybody's journey is just as wonderful. And on those bad days, just remember... Just because you have one bad day doesn't have to be a string of them. Forgive yourself and just get back on the next day. There's so many resources out there. Reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk to anybody. You want to give me a call? I'll talk to you. I will help you through. I'm meeting somebody this week who's afraid of surgery, but he's so sick. And he should really, really, really consider this as something to do. To help him. Because I don't think he's going to last much longer with the way his health is. And that's so sad to me. I didn't want to die early. I want to live the rest of my life happy and, and full and active and doing really cool things. And if I can help somebody else do that, I will. So call me, reach out to me, or find somebody who's been through it that can help you through this. And don't be afraid. There is so, so much research out there and so much help. This is a really tight-knit community, and we're out there to help each other. So I urge you to find, find what you need to and book a consultation. Get, take the first step. This is an amazing life that I'm living, and I couldn't have done it without the sleeve. So that's it for me today. Um, I'll be posting probably monthly and uh, checking in, making sure that everybody's still in tune. And like I said, if you need me, I'm here.